0: Welcome to the Didi and Latal Show. Advice, thoughts, and stories from a married couple on cybersecurity, technology, and life in general. Now here are your hosts, Didi and Latal.
1: Hello,
2: Didi. How's it going?
1: Things are awesome. Bruins again winning, thumping another team. Things are looking back to normal.
2: Well, that's the good thing about sports in New England. Yes. One team is winning. All yes. the others.
1: All the other. <laughs> we'll not talk about that, especially not talk about not puck the socks who suck. So, but this it week, was Valentine's. It was Valentine's. It Day. Was
2: Valentine's Day. The and hallmark invented
1: <laughs> holiday. By the way, we have ourselves ran a survey for the show. Yeah. If anybody wants Valentine's Day themed show, and, and
2: people voted, they wanted the- us to run a Valentine's theme.
1: Exactly, show. they wanted us to write. They run? don't know us. They Whomever voted, no, <laughs> just don't so know. The, so, we're
2: th- the, the most options? unromantic couple on earth.
1: Yes. Seriously. So, but look, we're matching. We're matching. We're, we we're matching. We
2: find a t shirt that both of us own and we yes. matched.
1: Yes. And also, it's an important thing because I proposed to you, well, you proposed to yourself in Club Med. You want to tell a story?
2: Oh, my God. You, you're going to share that?
1: Maybe. I'll leave it up to you. Should we?
2: Of course we should. I mean, uh, yeah. If uh, it's going to be then searchable on the internet. Yeah, yeah, let's
1: do it. Exactly. So, date number two. Uh, Lital and I are in a nice Japanese restaurant. And I tell her, listen, from here, it's all downhill. It's all... <laughs> you know
2: everything you need to know. It's going to be worse. Exactly. So, let's get married. Exactly. And I thought this guy was just kidding because... I, I, otherwise, I would run away. Both. Maybe I should have ran away. I didn't, but I was sure it was just a joke.
1: It wasn't. And then she moved it in. He is determined. Yes. And resilient, resilient. The, the, cur- the current theme is resilient. Then she moved in because I had the ba- better parking spot in Tel Aviv, which is an important thing. Parking in Tel Aviv, for those who don't know.
2: Like after third date he started listen either you move to my place or to your place because we don't have the same parking badge so i cannot park near your home and if i stay over i need to move the car in the morning and i'm not waking up that early so yes. fast forward he's like we need to move we need to move and he's persistent and nagging. so that's why i built in. a nag
1: bot in ort
2: yeah you were like a bot exactly it, only if there were chat at the time it mm-hmm. would have been like was nagging bots. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And then you bought yourself a ring because I forgot my wallet when we were traveling to Club Med to propose.
2: Yeah. So Didi wants to make sure whatever he does is like bulletproof. So before we went on a first ski trip together while dating, he told me I'm going to propose. I'm going to propose in this trip and here is a catalog with rings. Please pick up what you like because no way I'm going to pick up something to your liking and I don't want to be wrong about it. So there he goes. I, I look at it. I kind of like, oh, is he joking? Is he like, I, I'm never sure about this guy. I, not, I, joking. I, not joking. He never jokes. That's the thing. Oh, he I jokes joke about other things, not yes. about relationship. And uh, yeah, next thing, uh, um, we we are at the airport at the jewelry store, uh, the duty-free one because he wanted to save the tax you want uh, to save the tax maybe did yes. i say let's do it in yes, the airport yes, in the yes. tax free I, I i didn't i didn't I'm realize cheap. that yes. i'm cheap on myself <laughs> uh, and he's like okay we we picked the the the, the damn ring and then he's like uh, i think i didn't take my wallet yeah. i only took my passport i don't even have credit card i left it at home there were no credit cards. You forget a long time ago. No, there ago. were credit cards. Yeah, Dude, it's in the
1: 90s. What are you talking about? But you couldn't travel with them like. Yes, you could. Okay. You just
2: knew that we we're going to an all inclusive yeah, location. We're already pay, prepaid. So like you could leave without going. Yeah. Fast forward, I'm like, at the cashier, like, what are we doing? Okay, I'm dropping this ring. And he's like, you see the guy, and it's like, okay. I'm just gonna pay for my own ring. So my engagement ring, I paid. And of course he he thought I'm gonna give it to him and like let him do his thing, but I paid for something. So it went immediately on my ring finger and that's it. And since then? Since then we're together. So uh, the most non-romantic. Romantic proposal, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I proposed to myself, bought myself a ring. Exactly. Independent woman. Girls, you do it.
1: Just put a ring
2: on it. Put a ring on it. Exactly. Let's get to business. So the fun of Valentine's is that you can make fun of it. (laughs) I mean, it's so cheesy and stuff. So I think both are companies, and you wanted to talk about a few launches, both are companies, we did some good campaigns this week. My company Hunters, which uh, is a sponsor of this show. So thanks Hunters. Love you. Part of uh, the Valentine's message. So we did a show of breaking up with Sim. If you're wondering Hunters, we kind of like helping companies move from the most hated part of the security stack. SIM. It's legacy. It doesn't scale with data. Cost is unpredictable and it's painful. And the problem is that you need to invest so much time and effort of your team to build rules, to maintain the rules. And then so much noise is coming. So people need to try the alerts and then go and figure out it's a time sunk. Basically, so much pain is going into SIM and maintaining SIM. So... We just did a campaign of a breakup with SIM and companies can move on with hunters. If you're interested, we have a free tool. Just go check it out. You don't need to sign up. You don't need to put your email and nobody will call you. So I just say, if you're hating your SIM or if you're okay with it, also if you like it and you just think, Oh, I might be able to do better. I think it's time you check hunters. So, Obviously, I'm being paid, but I do think, and we've seen customers, Fortune 50 companies that uh, move beyond the sim with Hunters. So go check it out, Hunters.ai, free tool. Nobody will follow up. No SDR will call you unless you ask us to. So check it out. Yep. Nothing to lose.
1: By the way, speaking of breaking up with your sim, one of the most interesting themes of our last week or so, as Ort kind of the other fund. The other company that funds this podcast. The interesting thing is, as we kind of go along with our implementations, people say, "Can you write to our sims?" And I say, "What do you want us to write there?" And then they say, "We don't know
2: something." Send say, it to our sims. Send it. Send right. it. Right. There and is a I thing.
1: Said, uh, why? And. It gets, the conversation gets stuck because we built already an integration. Because
2: there is a belief that everything, it's the panacea, right? Yes, it's we, we built an integration
1: for both en- Sentinel and Splunk. How many of our customers implement it? Zip. Because once you actually go to that thing, somebody says, but it's going to cost us, right?
2: Oh, of course, you're adding data.
1: You're adding data, so. I said, you <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> That's L- the, the
2: model of the sim.
1: Exactly, let, let, let's think through this. And then I say, don't you actually want to talk to your users rather than to your sim? And who will actually take action about this? Who, who will do something about this? We, we are going to alert you that something happened. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Ooh, we don't know. I said, if you don't have a process around what you want to do in terms of remediation, don't send it there. It, it It's just kind of where messages go to die. And then when you get breached, you can say, oh, yeah.
0: The or SIM t- alerted
1: me. T- it was or, there. Or told us that somebody confirmed, clicked okay on an MFA flood, but we did nothing. So unless you actually do something with your SIM, think about
2: what the, you want to do. The thing is that it's hard because there is so much. And if we are relying on human beings that are already yeah, I'm flooded gonna, with alerts.
1: I'm going to give a plug to all my
2: Great friends. snowflake uh, bottles. Okay. Exactly.
1: So think... Parting Sims, think snowflake data lakes, think new ways of dealing with this, yep, and it, it without any plan don't just throw it, it's a little bit like if you have a really, really big closet it's think of. I, I, I'm the Mar- Mar- Marikondo, Kondo, even though she uh,
2: even though she started saying she's not Marikondoing it yes. anymore. Uh, she's uh, a parent I, now.
1: Yes. I am very marikondoing everything that relates to data. If you don't But you
2: share the closet with me and it kills you Marikondoing
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so no Marikondoing. Yes. Uh, the closet no. is a sim.
1: The closet is a sim. Our closet <laughs> is a sim. By the way, I, I can throw away half the stuff that you don't wear and you will never know. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So same that, as data. Same as data. Well,
2: what was the news of Oort this week?
1: So on the Oort side, we, we and Okta, <laughs> plug Okta, ran a survey around state of identity. What, what do you know about what's happening in your identity? And because I'm an epidemiologist and I'm a little bit anal about data. We did a little bit of an analysis of expected versus observed. Every time I start a POC with customers, before I plug in ORT into their world, I ask them, how many identities do you have? How many contractors do you have in the system? How many service accounts do you have? What's your MFA coverage? There's a lot of these questions that... I don't ask them in the form of a survey because nobody will fill out a survey. So we're discussing how do we implement this into the methodology of the, 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 s- the research. But I uh, kind of inadvertently kind of under the covers as we chat, as we plug in API keys and do things, I ask these questions. The underestimation of those numbers is overwhelming. The People underestimate the number of identities that they have Almost by a factor of fifty percent. So fifty percent. Fifty percent. So they think
2: they have one thousand, and they actually have.
1: What uh, what they do is they 50%. count they count headcount. Okay. They look at their real headcount. Oh, okay. They look so they don't
2: think about the people that left and whenever deleted.
1: They don't think about the people that left it and they freelancers. Were they don't think about freelancers like everybody that can. So that can, can easily be
2: even not fifty percent. Can be ten percent if it's like.
1: So, big companies, specifically those that are heavy contractor-related, mm-hmm. underestimate by... So, a company that we sold to that have a, has about 3,000 employees had to buy 10,000 identities because almost everybody that they work with is an ephemeral contractor. Sure. Also, every system that they have, they have about 1,200 systems. Each one has a service account. Never monitored, never tracked. They keep all the users that leave and don't clean them up. And last but not least, it's really easy, really, really, really easy in Slack and in Azure AD that if I wanna share with you something, I click on share and you get an invite. How does it work? You're now part of my Azure AD. You're a guest account in my Azure AD. You're Mm. not MFA'd. By default, you might belong to a whole bunch of groups that the sharer did not know that you're now sharing you belong to a whole bunch of channels that you didn't know that you you have access to you might kind of click along and you'll find a whole bunch of channels public channels that have a whole bunch of let's call it sensitive information in the company because yep. every every media group is a ch- every media group is a channel and
2: so there team. is a big awareness gap around yes. the situation of identity people think they have yes certain amount and that it's being monitored but the reality is very far from that you it about 50 percent 50 percent
1: careful because because some of our customers are more DevSecOps ops and those are usually in better shape mm-hmm. they usually underestimate things like ho- all the people that they put in exception groups for mfa like themselves for testing and they never got them out they forget all the contractors that they have because The DevSecOps people never remember the contractor that tweens at the Salesforce, which always has like super admin and no MFA and can access all the Salesforce data. So
2: We have um, a super admin that was working like early days of the company and she's still the super admin in Salesforce because that's all the processes were set. So every time we get an alert about an inbound coming in, it's coming from her. Like, hi, Noah, if you're listening, you're still in a system. So that needs to be monitored, right? Yep. She's already in a great company doing other stuff, but you yep. still have a, a user yep. in Salesforce. Exactly. Is that a risk?
1: That is a risk. Why? So if it's not monitored and not tracked. She has it, access
2: to everything. Is that exactly. the original super admin yep. of our Salesforce?
1: Yeah. So probably, okay. so unless you mandate that every login has to be either SSO or MFA. It or is. Check for the super admin because most of the times the super admin in, in Salesforce has to be outside of SSO because that's the break glass account to fix if SSO is broken. Okay. And it's usually something that some IT guy keeps as a duct tape somewhere.
2: Okay. IT. I'm going to reach out and check with you. We want to make sure this is <laughs> okay i want my salesforce to be secured exactly okay next so
1: so that's the state of identity Okta also released something with regards to the state of identity they where re-
2: can you find those reports if you're interested so let's plug in
1: so i would start with the Okta one is if you're an Okta customer and you haven't got hammered on the head five times with that in your email your linkedin you can
2: link it once we publish this episode we'll Put a link.
1: To, to the OctoOne and yeah. to ours. And ours is on the Orth website. I, okay. I sent it out. Cool. We also, Nico and I had our own little Nico, our head of PM, that I, we also need to drag because he has this awesome French accent when we need to drag him over to this show. So he and I released this blog post about all the partners and awesome partner ecosystems and showed love to the partner ecosystem that we have because Microsoft included us in their MISA program, which is like a very honorable program for partners so thanks Microsoft for that and the state of all our relationships with all our partners we kind of did the state of the union with with that and uh, we wouldn't be as successful as we are without our awesome partners
2: same I think it's a topic we can talk about in one of our future episodes and maybe bring guests like the security partner ecosystem is critical especially for startups and like both our companies are embedded with the everything basically yes. but it's so critical because that's what people want to get out of the box like they want it to fit into whatever they have in the stack so, yes yeah exactly. definitely
1: so that's our plugs for the things that we our companies did for valentine's day
0: the Didi and latel show will return in a moment the Didi and latel show is sponsored by ort in today's world identities are the perimeter protecting the organization and are the most exploited vector by attackers. If your security teams are struggling to maintain control of identity management tools, ORT can help. ORT offers a centralized platform for discovering, monitoring, assessing, and remediating identity threats to your business. While most security platforms can take weeks or months to start identifying and remediating risks, with ORT, your security teams can get started in as little as 30 minutes and start securing the identity perimeter immediately. ORT will surface the most critical vulnerabilities and give your security teams the recommended action steps. Start your trial today at ORT.io. That's O O R T.io. The Didi and Latal Show was sponsored by Hunters. Hunters is a SaaS platform purpose-built for security operation teams, providing unlimited data ingestion and normalization at a predictable cost. Hunters helps SOC teams mitigate real threats faster and more reliably than SIM. Visit Hunters.ai to learn more.
1: The other thing that is interesting about Valentine's Day is that there's a whole bunch of non-romantic things that happen in Valentine's Day. And there's one thing that everybody associates with Valentine's Day that never happened on Valentine's Day. It actually happened on May 5th.
2: So why is it associated?
1: So I'll start with the, the three tr- truths and uh, a lie. Producer Dave, you need to help me here. You have it, right? Okay. Two truths and a lie. Two yes. truths and a lie. Okay, so which of these three events did not happen on Valentine's Day? Okay. The first is the firebombing of Dresden which gave birth to one of my favorite books of all times and also was a horrible, horrible part of our history. Which book? It's of House Five. I need to make Ron read it because it's it discusses humanity and its state and how things... By the way, I think they'll probably need to give a translation of that book as well because our kids, speaking of Valentine's Day, our kids are learning Romeo and Juliet. They do. And apparently in... Newton High Schools you learn a translated version of this it's translated to colloquial English. English,
2: English to to TikTok English to
1: TikTok English because because apparently nobody speaks English Shakespearean, Shakespearean. anymore and and Romeo and Juliet is a horrible horrible play it's really bad Can the only agree. thing the only thing and that matters and non romantic
2: at all exactly it's the only thing that Our matters I already you. said that Romeo is a jerk exactly um,
1: it's a, he's a jerk uh, th- the whole thing is not very romantic. The only thing that Kids matters... Kids are
2: shocked how young Juliet is. Yes. So, like, it's basically and illegal.
1: It's, and it's the fact that the, the language is what matters there. But...
2: but uh, we, we, <laughs> we completely derailed. So, uh, going back.
1: Fire, to, bombing of Dresden.
2: Did it happen on yeah, Valentine's, Valentine's Day? Day. Okay.
1: Sec- the second thing is the launch of YouTube.
2: Launch of YouTube? Yes. Hmm.
1: And last but not least is the I love you worm. I Love You
2: Warm. Okay, tell us about it.
1: So which one of these three was not on Valentine's Day?
2: So we want the audience to tell us? You guess. You already told me on the way here.
0: Producer Dave. you just
2: said it. You you actually said it a second ago.
0: Oh, I didn't hear, so I can guess. The Slaughterhouse-Five, the bombing address, and that seems like it must have been because that would yeah. be really random to throw that in. I'll <laughs> say the I love you worm was not on Valentine's Day. You are absolutely right. Oh, all right. You are it absolutely right. And I, thought and I thought
2: you said it was in May. It's May. May 5th. You, you said. It's, it's May 5th. Yeah, you killed it. I uh, killed it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, 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 it's I like telling it. a joke. Remember and that? But yeah.
1: But remember, I'm not funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and not good in like quizzes.
1: Exactly. Uh, but,
2: but but yeah. The I so Love You.
1: The Love you Worm was something really interesting in the in the history of the internet.
2: It broke the internet. It broke. It was, it the, was the, first the first thing, thing that, that actually broke massively internet. broke the internet. When was it?
1: So it was May fifth in two thousand.
2: I thought it was in the nineties. That's funny. Like my memory was, but I think. I have memories of the ping pong virus of like other stuff. So what was the I love you? So the I love you.
1: So this was one of the first kind of really good, bad email worms because it leveraged VBScript. It leveraged the fact that most people don't see a VBScript as a VBScript. They they call it I love you dot text as a romantic message that came to somebody, mm. it basically went through your contact list. By that point, everybody had a very, very robust contact list on their Outlook. People used to open, and this is a plug for Gabby, a, a very good video of how he did explain that why you need to keep your, e- your work email and, and not work email apart. Everybody kept their personal email and the work email as one. So you got the whole organization contact list. They went over everybody and emailed everybody. So
2: Became viral very fast. Became
1: viral very, very fast. A lot of people had auto executes for a lot of these VBSs because if you remember, the, there was all these cutie videos that used to come up. So it auto-ran that. So not everybody needed even to click to get this to run.
2: And what did it do to your machine once it executed?
1: First, it sent. It replicated. Yeah. Second, it started breaking. The damage that was caused to breakage of computers was estimated between five to ten billion dollars and they needed to put another 10 billion dollars and that's 2000 money not 2020 inflation money to remediate some of those things and it did kind of crack on uh, hard drives and did kind of at some point do like pop-up messages of i love you and stuff like that but it it was a very harmful Malware. Mm -hmm. It also gave birth. Steve Jobs was really new at Apple at the time. He was back like two, three years. And he wanted.
2: He wasn't new. He was back.
1: He was back. (laughs) And he He was there before. And he used that to leverage the the birth of the PC versus Mac commercials.
2: The famous commercial when they make fun of viruses and. Exactly. The PC catching a virus and sneezing. Exactly. And saying that Mac doesn't. Get viruses Exactly. Which is it true?
1: Of course it's bullshit. As, as we, this is something. It's still
2: a bil- I, I have to say, whomever is a mech, you know, enthusiast will tell you, oh, I use it because of security. It's so much more secure than a PC.
1: That is a load of crap. First and foremost, most malware that come today. If I need to write a malware, I write JavaScript. That's the most prevalent most easy thing to do
2: but you know most zero days everybody will say most vulnerabilities are still for windows so like yeah you 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 write it but it will be executed on windows because this is like who they're gonna go after is so, that true
1: so i will go back to my favorite topic which is 80 something percent of attacks come from phishing and stupid people the, the no.
2: user. So it doesn't matter what machine you are, you'll become compromised. Exactly. No. So it doesn't matter if you're on the Mac or on Windows or, or on, on your on cell phone, phone or exactly. whatever, you will be phished or scammed and get the executable running and it will run on your browser. Exactly. That's For, what
1: you say. And steal cookies. Right now, cookie stealing is like the, the number one easy thing. There's tons of toolkits on the internet. A 12-year-old can do this. Okay. I would be surprised if our 12-year-old doesn't, a 13-year-old doesn't. No, he
2: doesn't. Uh, he's a good kid. Oh. Uh,
1: <laughs> I never trust him. So the this is trivial and easy, by the way. This is part of the Octo report that people need to be aware a lot more that right now identity matters a lot more than hardening your machine because there still are zero days, there's still IOCs. Of course. But that's that's a very targeted, expensive attack versus I run a JavaScript that looks something remotely like your website. It can even share a domain that looks very, very close to it. I click on it and now I have a whole bunch of cookies. And uh, now I have access to everything that you have automatic access to, which is another part of my pet peeves of long-running sessions. If you are an Okta user, if you have Okta and you do not configure, kill long-running sessions, you're waiting for trouble because of these little scripts that do these things. So, world has moved on. Thank you, this worm, because that was the first, like, really smart script that did something very similar to what the JavaScript attacks that I'm talking about. The reason Mm. that it was so popular for Windows and not for Mac is because it used VBS, which was VBScript, which required Windows. And and, at the time,
2: I mean, Mac was not that prevalent. Outlook, uh,
1: it it used the the VB for the Outlook client. Yep. So that's kind of... People
2: were still using Outlook and not Gmail. Yeah, Gmail. Exactly. Which is another. Cool. Anything else we're covering? Oh, we are good for today.
1: I think we're good for today for our romantic version of Romantic is us. Exactly. We are. Uh, We are the romantics
2: so thank you for listening please follow and rate us and share with your friends if you want to be on the show please reach out to didi or to myself on linkedin the didi and litan show is sponsored by hunters and Ort. thanks for our sponsors see you soon thank you so much bye didi